welcome to the Cheap Seats Podcast. Big man, wake the hell up. You gotta play the music. Huh. Oh, crap. Welcome in, everybody. I'm the big man, and he's the juice, and this is the Cheap Seat Podcast. What is going on, buddy? Uh, not much. What's happening? Uh, not a lot today, man. Not a not a whole lot going on this week. Uh, we got a little bit of a show today. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I didn't think we had much today and stuff. Uh, you, yeah, usually when you don't think we have a lot to talk about, usually we end up going completely off the rails, and we're at like an hour and five minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think a couple episodes back, we were like an hour and a half, and I didn't <laughs> think we had any kind of uh, chance of having like even 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah, you was worried about getting to at least, you was like, I'd like to get to 45 at yeah. least, and I'm like, don't worry about it, we'll figure it out. Like <laughs> We do somehow every week, even if we got to... Not really much to talk about. We make it, you definitely know what to talk about. <laughs> that, that is, a, a, I guess, a little inside look uh, into the show a little bit if you're listening, like, regularly. Usually, so, Big Man stresses the hell out for about three days when the week starts, and he's, I don't know if we got enough. I don't know if we got enough. I'm like, just hit record. Like, I'll figure it out. Just hit record. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You ain't like <laughs> it's funny because it's 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 true. I it's mean, the truth. I, I always stress about it, but yeah, we we make it through, and and we're glad you guys are here listening with us. Uh, Absolutely. So, man, let's get this shit started. Uh, you got any shout outs? Uh, I don't think so. I'm good. Um, I got a one quick little shout out here. Actually, I'm. Two shout outs. One, I'll, I want to shout out that uh, Terramana tequila that we're uh, Oh, that is fantastic. Um, it, it's not quite to the level of Patron. But now, listen, but it's hard to beat Patron. Like, I'm a tequila drinker. It's hard to beat Patron. For the price, I would rather have Terramana. It, it's pretty damn good. And that's, that's the Rocks blend of tequila yeah. for anybody that doesn't know. He's yes, supposed sir. to have blended... Um, like the Mexico style and the Hawaiian style of tequila. And I tell you what, the Blanco is fucking fantastic. Let me read the bottle here. Now, have you had the gold at all? No, I I don't drink very much gold tequila, period. Usually I drink the silver like in uh, Patron and just about right. any tequila I buy, I buy the silver. Right? Um, I'm the same way. If I do drink gold, I like 1800 myself, but. That's just me. Yeah, let's see. We got 40% alcohol by volume on a 750 milliliter bottle. And 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 it's great because it, it even goes good with L.A.s for any of you Kentuckians any, down anything, here that listen. Uh, anything goes good with L.A. Oh, yes, it does. Distilled and handmade copper pot steels. Well, that's different. Yeah. Usually it's just moonshine that does that. Uh, I was trying to find the proof because I don't know how to do the math, but it's good shit. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Did it say the percentage? 40%. So it's 80 proof. Okay, there you go. See, I don't know how to do the math. It, it just double whatever oh, the okay. percentage is. Well, look at that. We're learning something yeah. on the Cheap Seats podcast. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, Actually, I do got a shout out. I shout out you for this whole new setup. You got some arms in here. You got a new table. You got new chairs. Yeah, that, that's you got what me my I was Girl about Scout to shout cookies. Out. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll shout out my little girl. She's selling uh, Girl Scout cookies. Any of you all want any Girl Scout co cookies, hit me up and um, I will make sure they get the message and you get your cookies. They are fantastic. All right, man. Uh, I'm going to plug the show real quick. Go uh, ahead. If you guys want to listen to us, find us on Spotify, Apple, um, pretty much anywhere you get your podcast platform, you can find us. Hey, uh, buddy. Hey, if they're if they're hearing this, they know where to find us. Yeah, that's true. You yeah. can plug the social media. Yeah, that that's true. <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter at uh, the Cheap Seats Pod One. One. Cheap Seats Pod One. And follow us on Facebook at the Cheap Seats Podcast. Uh, so let's get this rolling, man. Let's and get then you can, can follow us on TikTok on the Cheap Seats Pod. And That's you can correct. follow me specifically on TikTok at the Bluegrass underscore beard. No, the just Bluegrass underscore beard. I'm freaking fantastic. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's getting up there. He's pretty uh, he's pretty popular with the uh, with it, uh, TikTok. But, All right, go ahead. Get the right. script. Let's get into uh, news time. News. Fresh news. News time. If they could only see your face. <laughs> I got to get into character. I swear to God, <laughs> if you guys could see this, it's like he's taking a crap. If you could see Big Man right now trying to hold on to his little filter on his bike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, one, one thing I will say about this new setup, it is the cheapest setup. We got here. It's the cheapest uh, setup in the business. Yes, it is. Um, I'm I'm sitting here holding my pop filter up. So, <laughs> uh, that way I I won't be <laughs> popping into the mic. Uh, and uh, I I got it duct taped. So and it's starting to wear out a little bit. I got it duct taped. So it's cheap, baby. It's All cheap. Right. That's how we roll. That's how we do it. Six nine four two zero. Oh well. Okay. All right. Uh, so let's. Let's start off our news here. I'm trying uh, to mute his phone. <laughs> there we go. Okay. I think we're good. Go okay. ahead. Yeah, you're good. Uh, Washington. Um, no, not Washington. I'm sorry. Detroit deals Matthew Stafford. We talked about this last week that they were in talks of looking to be trading Stafford. They finally do trade Matthew Stafford to the Rams for Jared Goff, a third-round pick in 2021. A first round in 2022 and a first round in 2023. What are you thinking about that? So there's no 2021 pick in this. Right? No, no first round 2021. It's, the 2021 it's the is the third round. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, I didn't know that actually. Um, I think, honestly, most people I've noticed, uh, at least in the Twitter universe, uh, I've seen probably. 10, 15 polls total between different uh, accounts like Pro Football Focus. Uh, I know McAfee put one up, and I mean, the fantasy footballers put one up. I, I've seen a ton of them uh, asking who won this trade. Most of these polls are saying the Lions won this trade, and I just don't agree. Uh, well, if you, if you think about it, you you got to really value the, these picks more as – 
second rounders to first round picks. You got to value them more as second rounders because one, the Rams are going to be picking late in the first round. They're more every likely, one of these picks more than likely they're going to be picking late for one thing, and and two, they're they're years away. Yeah, well, I mean, so, the best you can hope for out of any of these first round picks is like. 22-23. That's probably right. the best pick you're going to get out of this. Right. Um, you, you you know, if injuries happen, I mean, if major injuries happen and, and the Rams does yeah. fall out, you could be lucky. And, I mean, we've seen that happen. Yeah, we have. I mean, the, Brown, the Browns got a top five pick from Houston um, whenever – they got their first rounder. I can't remember who we traded. That was for. when you had one and four, wasn't it? Right. You took yeah. Baker yeah, we took and Baker you took and uh, Ward. Yeah. Right. I think that pick was. I think that trade was a trade up. Uh, the Texans did with the Browns um, to get Watson the year prior in the draft. I think that's where that pick came from. Yeah. But anyhow. So, but my 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 logical thinking of it is, I. These picks are more than likely going to be late into the first. Uh, right. They're going to be – and I just don't value draft picks as much as what I think some of these NFL GMs do. Um, I mean, it's great to have draft capital, don't get me wrong. Right. But you don't know what you're getting out of these guys. The Rams know what they're getting out of Matthew Stafford. Not just not just you don't know what you're getting out of these guys. You don't know where you're going to be picking. No, and, and you look at – uh, like just give you an example. What was it last year? The Indianapolis Colts traded the thirteenth or sixteenth. Yeah, the thirteenth overall pick, pick for DeForest for Buckner. DeForest Buckner, and I, I yeah. think the Colts. I'm like, did great. With that you're not going to get anybody at thirteen that's better right now than DeForest Buckner. No, that's what the Rams are looking at. That, like, that's not. It's not a. It, it wasn't a question of talent. You're. I think you're missing the whole point of the 49ers made that trade so they could save money for their other players. Right. But that was a, a salary. That was a business move that, but, that had nothing to do with talent. Right. But looking at it as Indianapolis standpoint, like I know what I'm getting with DeForest Buckner. Right. I don't know what the hell I'm getting with whoever I decide at 13. Uh, I think they picked a, a defensive tackle to replace him. Yeah, uh, probably. Javen. I can't remember his last name. His first name was Javen. Uh, I think, but anyways, uh, but yeah, I I I don't know what the hell I'm going to get with that. And if you're Indianapolis, you're trying to win now. Right. If you're the right. Rams, you're trying to win now. You got that team built with Ramsey and um, uh, Donald and um, Woods. And a whole yeah, a whole Cooper mess Cup. of talent. I mean, like, you got a mess of talent. Cam Akers looked like he was coming on. You're trying to win now. I'd I'd like to see that offensive line get better. Uh, and. They've given but you can up do that lot. with the picks that they still have and they, a couple free agents. Like, well, you got to think they don't have no first round pick this year. They don't have no first round pick for the next three years. I think yeah, they, and I mean that could be rough for the long run. But if you win a Super Bowl with Stafford, like if they win a Super, what what are your expectations? What do you what do you see happening uh, with Stafford? What kind of year do you think he has with uh, Sean McVay as a head think, coach in the Rams with the weapons he has with the Rams? I think with the team that they have in place with Matthew Stafford, I think they're the front runner in the division. And the they West should, they, there. and I think they, they jump Seattle. Um, I think, but I don't want to overhype them. No, I don't either. But I think at least you you got to look at it as if they, if they're not making um, 
They're in the NFC, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if they don't make a couple NFC championships, or at least one, I think it's a disappointment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll have to, you know, depending on how long Stafford stays. Uh, I think he's got at least two years left. And, you know, this was basically a kind of uh, a trade where they were getting out of that massive contract. The Rams were getting out of the massive contract. Oh, yeah. It was worth it just for that. That, that was kind of a... Uh, NBA style trade. That's kind of a blueprint that the Rams, uh, the Rams. Well, I'm not going to say the Rams. Actually, the Browns kind of set the blueprint in the NFL for doing a trade like that. Whenever they took on uh, Brock Osweiler yeah, and uh, the it. second round pick for uh, a fourth rounder, I think. Yeah. I think we might have threw a player in there as well, but I don't think it was anybody really. I I can't remember. I don't think it was anybody real special though. Right. Uh, but yeah, that was really the first of its kind, and and the Rams and the Lions pretty much, you know, made the same type of deal. So you know, I kind of applaud that. That's you're kind you're kind of starting to see more analytics in, in play, and mm-hmm. you know, that's not a bad idea. All right, next. Uh, all right. Okay, so we covered all that. So so uh, Washington is. Interested in uh, the Raiders' Derek Carr trading for him, possibly. Sources have said. I don't know why you wouldn't be. Uh, right. Uh, I like Derek Carr. I do, too. Do you, do you think uh, Gruden's sour on him? you think Gruden wants him out? you think he wants to try uh, Mariota or draft another quarterback? I can see him draft another quarterback. I don't. I don't like Mariota. I don't. Yeah, I don't see him going with Mariota for a full season. I can see him drafting somebody, but I don't. I don't know particularly if Carr is going to be one of the quarterbacks on the move. I think there's a lot of quarterbacks on the move, but right. Uh, I know Carolina's interested in a quarterback. Obviously, you got the Watson situation going on. Yeah. Um. So then that if Carolina's interested in a quarterback, you got Bridgewater's out there. Um, if New Orleans decides not to re-sign Jameis, you got him possibly on the move. And I, I just read something in on on my phone earlier today. Uh, that Sean Payton's come out and said that they definitely want Winston back. Yeah, and I think Winston. I mean, I think Winston's got all the arm talent in right. the world. I think uh, most of it was in between the ears. So yeah, if you think he's Jameis coming, definitely has the you know the physical tools. He yeah. Just, if he's coming right. along mentally, I, yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't try that, right. but there's a potential he's on the move. I've heard rumors of Cousins possibly being on the move. I've heard rumors of Garoppolo being on the move. Uh, I just, I don't I don't know if. Right. We're, I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks that could be on the move this year. And yeah, and I just don't know if Derek Carr is going to be one of them. Maybe not. With I don't. The, I don't know if it's to the magnitude it was last year when you had Tom Brady on the open market. You had Philip Rivers on the open market. Like you had quite a few guys on the open well, market last year. Uh, right. You can see more trades this year. But, yeah. And, and you've already. We've already are seeing trades. Uh, Stafford's the first domino to fall. Uh, of course, we'll see uh, Watson soon. Well, I'm not gonna say soon. It's maybe a standoff for a little while. But. I, I think it's inevitable that they move Watson at this point, but I don't know how quickly it is. I think uh, if they're going to get draft picks, they need to do it before the draft. Oh, yeah, it has to be done before the draft. But uh, All right, so uh, let's move on. 
Teddy, Teddy Bruschi uh, will serve as an advisor for the University of Arizona's new head coach, Jeb Fish. I, guess. I think that's his name. As good of a guess as I got. Kind of a weird name, but he's the new head coach, and uh, Bruschi is going to be uh, his assistant. He's going back to his alt or his advisor. Going back to his alma mater, um, and he's still keeping his job with ESPN. I like this. I like this on both sides, really. Um, I think Brewski's a guy that, I mean, as far as mental game, he's right up there with anybody. Like, right. Um, so, and probably his ability to teach. I know he's not exactly in an assistant coaching role, but uh, his knowledge of of defense is, is way up there. Um, plus, he's his alma mater. Plus, I get to keep him. I get to keep watching him on ESPN, and and Brewski's pulling double salaries now. And you, do do you think this could be like a stepping stone into something as a coach later on? I don't know. It depends on on if he wants to do that. I think if he wants to do that, I think there'll be open doors to it. But I think I think he's pretty happy with what he's doing. You know, there's a lot less stress doing TV. Oh, Seems yeah. like there's a lot more money in TV. I'm sure he's getting a hefty salary from ESPN. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's he's making six to seven. He's figures. phenomenal at it. So right, uh, I don't see any reason why he would want to leave TV, especially not have been in the coaching world. Oh yeah, but I mean, I would never say never. Um, if well, nothing... it just kind of seems like what Tim's going to be, you know. Depending on what kind of advisory role he's going to give. Uh, well, I would picture it almost as like a front office role with a uh, maybe NFL athletic, team. like athletic director. Yeah, he just kind of shows up and he's kind of, well, why don't you try this? Or, or maybe or, you know, just being a name to bring the yeah, I seat, mean, you know, bring in tickets. Somebody that recruits could see and, recruit, and right. whatever. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Actually, that's very good assessment on that. All right. Uh. Next. Brian Schottenheimer. I'm going to start doing this every time. I like the, doing this. <laughs> okay. Brian Schottenheimer becomes the uh, new passing game coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars after leaving Seattle after the last uh, three years. Uh, Four years, maybe? He's going where? Jacksonville. With Urban Meyer. And I believe okay. that he already has uh, five think maybe Linehan as his offense coordinator. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think, I don't know. I think Jacksonville's at a point right now where I need to see it uh, all come together. I mean, I think it's a good hire. I don't know, though, because, I mean, Seattle kind of fell off at the end of the year this year. Yeah. But, I mean, usually that passing game's pretty well humming, so – I don't know if it was entirely well, his fault. Yeah, and 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 Russell was struggling as well. Right. Uh, I don't know how much I put on Russell or, and how much I put on uh, uh, Schottenheimer, but I mean something obviously wasn't working. So right. you know, for him to leave like that, they said you know it it was philosophical differences. So I'm gonna leave it at that. So I don't I don't think they wanted to fire him, but. I don't know. Anyways. Next. Uh, EA Sports. Oh, I love Back this. Back in school, baby. I love this. Um, With college 
football coming. I am so excited for oh, this. Oh, yes. I am very excited for this. I mean, I, I've been like, I was scrolling through Twitter and I seen it. And of course, I retweeted it. But uh, I literally I looked at my fiance. I said, Well, we got to save up for a PS5 now. She oh, was yeah. like, Why? And I was like, Because EA Sports released that they're making the new NCAA football games for the next-gen consoles. Oh, I've got to have it. It's going to be for the next-gen. It's not going to be for PlayStation 4. No, it said next-gen. So. Oh, you guys suck at EA right now, then. So, well, I mean, they got to make you buy it somehow. Bring it. Bring it, baby. Bring it. Bring it to a PS4. Nah, I'm mate. not paying 500 for a PS4. Well, you ain't going to have to here. And I mean, if they're releasing that they're going to come out with it you're probably not looking at it for another six to eight months so in six to eight months the ps5 is not going to be five hundred dollars so i'll probably and wait. i guess i'm just going to, have to do some prostitution or something and come out with that <laughs> i don't know if i can make any money doing that or not but i'm gonna sure try to come up i will maybe i'll start a gofundme page i mean they might give you uh money to go away yeah maybe i mean hell i'll take it however i can get it I'm not used to these damn boom arms. I know they're a little, they're a little different. Yeah, it's a little, it's right up in my face. But anyways, we're uh, we're getting used to it here, guys. <laughs> Next. Uh, all right. Unless you got something, you got anything on that? Oh, uh, not really. I'm just pretty excited about it. But you kind of took the air right out of it when I... you said it's gonna be for PS5 because <laughs> I'm too damn cheap. That's hence the name, cheap seats. <laughs> Cheapest operation in the business. Cheapest operation in the business. All right, well, uh, next. Let's, let's see here. Uh, the uh, Mayweather and Logan Paul fight has been postponed from February 20th. Um, they Damn have that. not reset a date. I got to wait more time before I get my money. We got to wait more time on that. I, I thought it was the other Paul he was fighting. It's Logan Paul's. Uh, Logan Paul's going to get his ass whooped. I'm about to say, like, listen, we can talk about this if you want. If but it's it, the other Paul, I, I might say the other Paul, if he could land a, a punch, neither he one might of get lucky, a chance. but no. Neither one of them's got a chance. This is a massacre and waiting to happen. Like, you're feeding, no. Let me is, ask you this. When this fight does take place, do you, do you think they'll even land a punch? No. Not at all? No, I don't think he'll touch him. Unless he lets him. Yeah, unless Mayweather just lets him for the show aspect of it, like no, there, he's not no. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, Dustin Poirier wants a, a title shot after the win against Col- uh, Conor McGregor. Uh, and should Michael Chandler be his next opponent? Uh, I mean. Chandler, the number four guy. Actually, uh, we've been hearing McGregor versus Chandler as the next fight for McGregor. Um, so if uh, Chandler was to come off with a win on that, he would most definitely have to go after Poirier. And what what, what have they done with the title? Have they even well, vacated not, it yet? Khabib's not decided. He was. Uh, floating around the idea that he might want to come back, so they're pretty well at a standstill with Khabib to decide whether he's going to be fully retired or if he's going to come back or not. But um, last I checked, oh, what's his name was the number one ranked fighter. So Poirier, no, no Poirier, no, no not Poirier, uh, the one that just yeah, 
Justin Gaethje was the number one ranked guy. Right. So I think Poirier, Poirier wants it. He's got he's he needs to go through Gaethje. Uh, Poirier saying that he's uh, uh, his next fight. He wants it to be the title fight. Well, he won all he wants, but in all reality, he only like he beat the third or fourth ranked guy. He didn't beat the number one ranked guy, so well, he didn't go a, through Gaethje. As a UFC, as an MMA purist, I would say the best fight would be Chandler. Well, but I if, mean, if you're if you're looking at it as a money aspect, then I would say uh, go with the the rubber match between him and McGregor. Yeah, I mean, I think, and and I think that's another fight that needs to happen. It, and or and I he think says that, that he would do it if it was for a title. Yeah, well, I think Dana wants to do uh, a uh, Poirier McGregor three because you're at one one, so you almost have to do a, yeah. a third one at this point. Right uh, now, when that comes around, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I think. He he needs to go through Gaethje. He can, what's the old saying? Want in one hand and shit in the other, and see which one fills up yeah, first. Like, right? You you ain't went through the number one guy yet. You you have to go through the number one guy if you want the title shot. And I think which I think Gaethje should deserves the shot if Khabib comes back. It needs to be Gaethje. Did He's he, the number one ranked guy. Did, did, it ain't did, his fault did, the titles in a standstill. Did Gaethje not fight? Did he not fight Khabib? No, the, the, la- title? the last fight was Khabib um, and Poirier, and, and who did who did, who did he beat? I thought he beat Gaethje. I didn't think it was Gaethje. I think it. I thought maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't Gaethje, or was it Ferguson? I don't. I don't remember. We're gonna have to look who that did, up. I'm looking it up. You can go to the next one. Yeah. I'll catch uh, Real quick, while you're looking it up, Oklahoma Sooners uh, men's basketball team soars to number nine rank after being not ranked. Um, after uh, three top ten wins in a row, they're now number nine in the nation. Um, okay, well, it, it was it was USC two fifty four. It was Gaethje. Yeah, could be. That's okay. what I thought. So he got his okay. His he got his fight. shot. So, so I, yeah, I, I could. I think Poirier deserves a yeah. title shot. Yeah, I would change if, my stance. If, you know, Khabib's not coming back. So then, why did Gaethje not fall in the rankings? I wonder. I'm not sure. Because going into Gaethje McGregor, I looked up the rankings and or, and Gaethje or Poirier, or Poirier McGregor. McGregor. I looked up the rankings and Poirier's Gaethje was number, number two. One guy. What what was uh, McGregor? What's he? Three? I think he was three or four. I think four was Chandler. And then you got Ferguson was five. Five, yeah. All right. Uh, Let's move on. Um, Ex-teammate um, Aaron Rodgers. Do you have anything on the Oklahoma deal? Oh, not really. I just thought it was pretty cool that they, you know, they beat three top ten teams right in a row like that. That is kind of cool. It is pretty cool. I mean, they weren't ranked. I know they're not a, a small school, but... Uh, <laughs> They're not Still, a powerhouse either. They're not a powerhouse in basketball either. Um, ex- anyways, ex-teammate of Aaron Rodgers says he is hell-bent on some revenge against the Packers and wants a new deal and wants them to pay. What do you make of that? Wait, what? 
Aaron Rodgers wants to get he Aaron Rodgers is hell bent on getting revenge and making the Packers pay for a new deal on a contract. He's coming off an MVP season, so I mean his contract runs till twenty twenty three, but after this season, he I mean if he's if he's not a top five paying quarterback right now, he should be. Was the source anonymous? <coughs> no, it was actually his ex teammate, um, Lang. Oh, TJ yeah. Lang. TJ Lang. Uh but well, I think him, I mean, and and you I know, would imagine him and Lang are pretty close, but from, I don't. From what I've read, I've heard Aaron Rodgers just wanted the Packers to go all in one season. Yeah, just one season, go yeah. all in, so they can make a Super Bowl, and they've yet to do that. And, well, they won't. Bro. And they wanted to do that this year. He wanted them to do that this year, and they drafted Jordan Love. Right. So, you know, I know we're talking about past things, but. This is kind of fresh. Aaron Rodgers is pissed, uh, and I think next season could be even better than this season if he comes back. To, I which, mean, I told you going No, into, if he's definitely coming back to the Packers. Yeah. Um, but I told you before the season even started that I wanted Aaron Rodgers in fantasy, especially where he was going, because I thought oh, he yeah. was going to come out. Like, uh, uh, vengeance he, is a hell of a motivator, and I thought he I would come he out. I think he was the number one fantasy quarterback. If he wouldn't, he was pretty damn close. I know. I know he led of... the league in in uh, touchdowns and touchdown interception ratio. Yeah, the only thing about fantasy is you got like Kyler and and some of these guys that run Lamar, the ball right. and Lamar and yeah. So, true. but I mean, Rodgers was the best quarterback in football this year. Yeah. So yeah, he was. Um, yeah, I mean, he's got a leg to stand on. All right. Uh, what do you say we talk about this? I had. You actually sent this to me. Uh, PFF yeah. uh, did their, uh, what is it, uh, their, their top rookie classes. For 2020. For 2020. Yep. You want to take a look at it real quick? Let's take a look at it. All right. Uh, let me uh, pull it up here. If you can get your phone pulled up. Yeah, I got it here. Uh, right here it is. Top rookie classes for 2020. Okay, so at number five, we got the Washington football team. At number four, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. At number three, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At number two, we have the Indianapolis Colts. And at number one, we have the Southern Ohio slash Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I see here where they got, got uh, you know, these guys in the top five, which... Um, I can't really disagree with maybe the Buccaneers. Maybe yeah, that's the only one I really uh, don't like. Cause I mean, I I don't hate it because I mean they did get some valuable players in this draft. They, they got a uh, Winfield. Their uh, who was their uh, lineman? They got in the first round. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Beckton or or somebody. I don't think it was Beckton. I think somebody uh, else. I think. I don't remember where Beckton went. Uh, I think Beckton went to the Giants. But anyway, or no, he that was Thomas went to the Giants. Beckton went to the Jets. Okay. But anyways, uh, yeah, they got the Northern Kentucky Bengals on here. No, I definitely agree with number that. Number one. I, uh, think, I think Cincinnati's class, when you got Joe Burrow yeah. and T. Higgins, uh, that, that was a phenomenal class. But a team I don't see on here, and 
you know, I really can't argue with much of them. Maybe the Colts, I might would drop them down, but the team that's not on here, the Chargers. Yeah, that kind of surprises me. They actually had some talent come out of their draft class. Of course they had it, you know, Herbert. Yeah. But, I mean, along with other, you know, other pieces that they had. And Miami had, with the exception of Tua, they had a really good draft class as well. Uh, Yeah, like, I mean. But I'm not, I'm not saying that. uh, I can't even think of a Colts rookie off the top of my head. I can't think of them right off my like, that's what I'm saying. So, I know. don't know why they're really at two. Uh, I mean, the Chiefs, you got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They uh, got Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Coach did. Oh, you're right. You're right. Uh, that might, I can't remember that who else they be, got. I think they got some That pieces. might be why they're sitting at two. I forgot right. about Taylor being a rookie. Hand me that pair of mine, please. Okay. Uh, but I mean, yeah, Washington football team. I mean, you had Chase Young, you got Antonio Gibson, um, pop a top. Uh, you got, you definitely got some pieces there. I like. I would probably actually move them up. I might even move them up to two and drop everybody else down. Right. Um, the Chiefs. I mean, yeah, you got Clyde Edwards-Helaire, but he kind of dropped off at the end of the year. Mainly due to injury, but, I mean, it is what it is. It still happened. You know, but maybe they're they're looking at the draft class as overall. Um, maybe within your projecting people forward, and I don't never like doing that, especially in a ranking system, but I really, I mean. Well, they, you know, the Chiefs had some other players that, you know, Pringle, he was a, you know, he's a rookie this year. The, uh, their other wide receiver, um, and. I can't remember off the top of my head all all the uh, draftees that they've had. I thought Baltimore had a really good draft. I didn't hate their draft. I, uh, they they still have they Baltimore needs to find a number one receiver. Yeah, they do. They still have yet to do that, and and this year could have been the the year to do it, and, and oh, they didn't. A plethora of them, but I mean, you got a staple at middle linebacker in this draft. So true, true. I didn't. Right. I, I don't hate it. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to argue too much with this uh, draft class, like I said, or with this draft rankings from PFF. But uh, there might be a, a few of them. Like you know, I I would probably put Washington up there a lot higher. Yeah, I mean, you got Antonio I, Gibson. I and, think I'd keep the Buccaneers at three and the Bengals at two. I don't know about the Colts other than Jonathan Taylor. I might drop them down to four. Um, I think I like the Colts draft better than I like the Bucks draft. The Bucks draft, the only one I'm really getting to the top of my head is Winfield, which I like. But yeah, They got their, you know, like I said, they got that starting right. He's a right tackle from, I want to say, Iowa. And I can't no, think Iowa of Iowa puts out a lot of good. Lineman. I can't. I can't think of his name right. It, it's escaping my head right now. I'm just thinking uh, at the same time the Colts with Jonathan Taylor, that running back, being. I mean, he's a stud. He's a stud. Right, but who else did they get? I can't. I I can't think off the top of my head who else they got. I mean, we're not looking at just one player. We, right, if but you want to go one player, then you it, it then, then the the Chargers should be number one. No, it should still be the Bengals. I was more impressed with Joe Burrow. You were more impressed with Joe Burrow than you were with Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? <laughs> yep. 
I was impressed more with Joe Burrow's um, his, poise. His moxie, his poise. His, his He's poise, got just as much arm His talent. leadership. But I'm more impressed no with Herbert's line. athletic ability. No offensive line for Burrow. Uh, and still to hang I'm in there ta- right until you, he got destroyed. I'm telling you, and I don't, you know, you're a Cowboys fan, and I don't know how you don't see a little bit of Tony Romo in, I don't, in him. I don't see it. I'm telling you. I, I see it in him. I do. I mean, I think he'll be better than Romo. Like, I'm not, I, don't, I don't hold Romo to the standard that it seems like a lot of shows do, and I think a lot of shows do that because he is so good. Um, on the mic, and so he keeps his name relevant. So his he just keeps getting brought up and brought up. But I mean, Romo's got what one playoff win in his career. Yeah, I'm not saying you know, and that's not all on him either. And you got to think, where was Romo drafted? Oh, way he, late. He wasn't. He wasn't. Was he not he, drafted at all? He was undrafted free agent. All right. I mean, yeah. Like I'm not trying to take away anything from Romo, but. I also don't hold him to as high of a standard as what it seems like the quote-unquote experts hold him to. Um, but I, I think Herbert will wind up having a better career than Romo did. But You mean uh, not Herbert? That's who he's talking about. No, he? I'm talking about uh, Burrow. Well, I mean, what you be, said the first time. No, uh, I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry. No, I think Burrow physically is, is you know... Yeah, physically, Burrow looks like Romo. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I think he, he I, and I, I think do his agree. Game with that. translates a lot like Bur, like like Romo. I do agree with I mean, that, but I runs. definitely think Burrow's going to end up as a better quarterback right, than what right. Romo was. No, Herbert to me, I don't know. You know, Herbert, the closest thing for Herbert to me would be Josh Allen. Well, it kind of sucks that he's in a Chargers uniform, but he kind of reminds me of a young Philip Rivers. Herbert? Yeah. Oh, he, he got way better at athletic ability. Oh, yeah, his he, athletic ability. His is, arm strength is way better than Rivers. I don't know. Rivers, as a young man, could fucking fit it in there. So Yeah, but he could, as far as your pure arm strength, I don't know. I think he's, Herbert might have one of the top five arms in, in, in the NFL, just on strength alone. Yeah, maybe. I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that but he he does kind of put me in mind of a young philip rivers it, and i mean part of that How? may be a hit that because rivers could sling it when he was young but he but he was a statue when he was he young. was you know. he was he yeah he's always been a statue i mean he was able to move when he was younger a little bit but i mean no not to the level no, herbert was but he's just, a pure pocket pass yeah thinking of just thinking about the arm alone he does he puts me in mind of philip i mean if rivers does sling it um, I mean, or he did sling it. He still does that, or he still did. He retired. But anyways, let's get on off of this now. You know, right. like I said, I, I'm, I pretty much agree with most of the rankings on there. I probably put the Chargers up there ju- just on Herbert alone. I, I probably put them in that top five as well. Um, maybe drop out. I don't know Kansas City. Maybe I, I probably put Washington up there a little higher. Yeah. Maybe two to three. I, I definitely would put the Bengals one, though. Yeah, yeah, I, definitely. I'm not arguing that because I think T. Higgins is going to be a stud as well. Oh, yeah, he already is. Yeah, uh, all right. Uh, the Super Bowl preview time, baby. All right, let's all go. Right. 
Chiefs win. Next. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the Chiefs are a three-point favorite. Um, and the over-under is uh, 56 and a half. Hammer the over. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of points I, scored in this. I disagree with you. Uh, I think you're wrong. I, I um, disagree. I think uh, the the la- the last – well, I mean, I'll tell you this. The, la- the last four uh, Super Bowls that's gone over that has – had a over under of fifty or more has gone under. Yeah, well, um, like I said, you got the right to be wrong, but um, I'm sorry. Last three of them. I mean, that's that's an interesting stat, but I mean, you're talking about two offenses that are absolutely humming, and uh, I mean, the Buccaneers have a decent defense. The Buccaneers which have almost, a really good defense. I almost picked the Bucks to win this, but I just, I just. The way that Kansas City offense runs, I just I I don't see it. I'm, I like Kansas City to cover and I like the over. I'll go back. Oh I I don't I think it could be a close game, but I think Kansas City does cover. I and I, I agree with you. I think Kansas City wins this game. But I think there are keys to this game that the Buccaneers, if they play their cards right, they can keep it close and who else would you want the ball in in the hands of in the fourth quarter? Than Tom Brady, close to um, Patrick Mahomes. Then you know, yeah. I, I mean, about say Patrick. Brady, yeah, Patrick Patrick's Mahomes, the only Rogers, other one. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Rodgers. Yeah, uh, I'll give you that much. But yeah, uh, I think uh, I think it's definitely going to be a close game. I think it could actually. I think Tampa Bay possibly could cover possibly but i still think kansas city wins uh three points is hard it's it, it would be pick. very hard so what's your what's your prediction what's your score prediction uh 37 30 chiefs 37 30 chiefs okay so that would definitely put them over okay i am gonna go 27-24, Kansas City. I know that sounds like a Cousin Benny score from <laughs> Illegal Ham to the Face, but 27-24, Kansas City. Um, now here's the last little question for this. Uh, who do you have as your... So you got it at 51. I got it at 51, so that's the under. Okay. And the over-under is 56 and a half. Yeah. So... Who's your MVP? Mahomes. I'm sorry. I should have rephrased that question. <laughs> Who's Who is your non-quarterback MVP? Uh, give me Kelsey. All right. I think if I'm picking my non-quarterback MVP, I think I want Tyreek Hill. I'm feeling Yeah, that, I, I was really going like back and forth. He's so explosive lately. Yeah, I was going back and forth between them, but I think – I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking like I do think Tampa Bay has a pretty good defense. Um, yeah. So I can see a lot of red zone possessions instead of, of 60 and 70 yard bombs. Um, so looking at it as I think there's a lot of red zone possessions for Kansas City that falls right into Travis Kelsey territory. And, and I'll tell you this too, both of these teams, especially Tom Brady himself, both of these teams are slow starters in the first quarter. Yeah, so, it definitely seems uh, that's 
That's You're not going to see a whole lot of high scoring starting out, I don't think. I don't believe, at least not from Tom Brady. Over, You know how many points Tom Brady has um, scored over nine Super Bowls combined in the first quarter? <laughs> you probably don't. No, I don't. Give me You're, 24. You, you are way the fuck over. Damn. Try Three points in the in nine Super Bowls. Damn. Three points in the first quarter. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, that's mind blowing. Yeah, I I listened to that Damn. stat today in on the Max Kellerman show, and I that just blew my mind. Nine Super Bowls, and he has a combined three points. Are you Damn. kidding me? Yeah, that's insane. What the fuck? That's insane. Which Kansas City has been starting slow as well, and you're looking at two weeks of preparation. So, but yeah, I could see this being very slow in the first quarter. But I mean, once these offenses get yeah, what the defenses are figuring out, I could honestly, I could see them. I could see scores every possession they're on forward. I think, uh, yeah, I don't, th- but I don't think it's going to be a huge scoring game. I think it, you know. You're gonna to have to get your point, take your points when you can. If yeah. you gotta get the field goal, you know, I'm not gonna say, you know, not to go no risk it, no biscuit. Because sometimes yeah, I can't you have see to the, risk it. I can't see the one of these coaches kicking field goals very often. But I mean, you got to take the points because, you know, these offenses are really stellar, and <laughs> these defenses, they're good. Both they're defenses are good. They're opportunistic. They can create Especially turnovers. Kansas City. Kansas City is very opportunistic. But, Tampa Bay is is more of a solid defense, but Kansas City is opportunistic as hell. Right. So what's your keys for Tampa Bay if they were to win? Uh, they got to play stellar defense. Uh, that defense is going to have to play out of their mind. They're going to have to hit Patrick Mahomes often and hard. Uh, they're gonna have to hit him in the mouth. Kind of take a page out of uh what the Browns did with him. To be honest with you, I yeah. think I know we were down nineteen to three, but I I really think the Browns probably played you know played Kansas City as physical as anybody had. But is that not season. insane? And I think that's the way. I always hear people it. say that you got to get pressure on Mahomes, like, and I know his stats drop when he gets put under pressure. But he's still one of the better quarterbacks in the league. He is, and he's going to make plays. But you, you got to rattle him. You have got to hit him hard. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to attempt to do if, it. If you're going to put pressure on him, you got to hit him. You got, you got to get to him. Right. You got to, you got to be able to hit him. Right, and um, and I agree with that. But uh, make him think. I just they got to play still. They're going to have to run the ball. They're going to have to do a. a I think uh, you yeah, got to play. They'll, they'll have to, I'm not gonna say play run. keep away. Yeah, but you got to get that run game going. But you, you're, you that defense gonna have to be rested. Yeah, you're gonna have to field. run the ball well, but you're also gonna have to you know take shots downfield early. And I ain't gonna say early and often, but when, oh, when you have the opportunities, listen, you Bruce need to Arians take shots is downfield. not gonna go a Super Bowl without taking some risk. Like this is his first. This is Super Bowl. This is. I mean, this. These are two of my favorite coaches. Because neither one of them play scared ever. No. And neither one of them give a flying shit what the media's got to say about their decisions. And I think this, if if uh, Arians wins the Super Bowl with the Buccaneers this year, uh, 
I think that puts him possibly possibly in the Hall of Fame category. Even though his head coaching career has been short, I love, I love Arians. He he's been a coordinator for I love a Bruce lot Arians. of years. Yes, I love. Bruce. Have you ever heard the story? Uh, McAfee tells it quite often, and I know I bring up McAfee almost every show. I know but, you do. Um, uh, he tells the story of one time in practice when Arians was the offensive coordinator for uh, the Colts. He tells the story of he wore an all-black outfit to practice one day. And, I mean, the black hat that he's got, he's got the black shirt, the black jacket, the black pants, black shoes. He's got the whole thing decked out. And somebody finally, he, he said he couldn't remember who asked him, and it might have been him. He, but he said, Bruce, what's with the all-black? And he says, it's a funeral. We fucking killed that defense last night. Like, <laughs> I love that. I love I mean, that. I'm telling you, he's one of my favorite guys. Like, he, he's I very outspoken. I, yeah, I love watching. I mean, he's. I love watching him on Hard Knocks. Yeah, he, he's hilarious. I just. All right, man. Let's let's move on. Get in the list, and we'll get out of here. Ah, right, let's go. All right. This week's topic is, in light of it being the Super Bowl week this week, we're gonna do our all-time Super Bowl moments. All right, let's go. Number four. We got uh the Patriots versus the Falcons. I forget what year that was, two thousand seventeen. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what year it was. Either. So, ju- just to give you a little hint, the Patriots are on my list three different times. Well, hell, they've dominated the Super Bowl last fucking ten years. Right, like. right. So that that's just giving you, you a got a lot of options there. there to pick. But from. yeah, the. the the number four with the Patriots versus the Falcons, um, you know, what better moment? Twenty eight to three being down one of the greatest comebacks in Super Bowl history. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh you know, they came back and won what, thirty four to twenty eight? It was crazy. So the Falcons didn't score another point. <sighs> That's crazy. No, it's like the old um remember the Titans scene? Or the coach brings them in there and says, I don't want them to cross the line of scrimmage another fucking time. I want you to remember. I want them to remember when they played the Titans. Then he hollers at the coach, Herman, leave no doubts. (laughs) I love love that movie. That's that's one of my favorites. Oh, absolutely. I think it's the greatest sports movie of all time. But anyways, uh, so my number four uh, would probably be an even, and I didn't plan this, but it just now hit me. Uh, in light of Black History Month and being in the month of February, um, uh, the year, I can't remember what year it was, but uh, that uh, Tony Dungy uh, and the Indianapolis Colts played oh, yeah. Smith and the Chicago Bears. Yeah, yeah. I First think time ever it was two black head coaches going at it. 2006, in the Super Bowl. maybe? Yeah, something to that nature. But, I mean, I love, I love Peyton Manning. Yeah, that was Peyton's first. Uh, yeah, they won that year. Yeah. For Super Bowl. I, I love Peyton Manning. I love Brian Urlacher. I love Peanut Tillman. I always liked Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. And and who's the tight end? That uh, was well, that, that Dallas Clark? Yeah, they had Dallas Clark there. Yeah, so, I mean, and Dwight Freeney. And, yeah. And I just, I love a lot of guys on that team. It was really cool. 
the fact that it was the first time ever that it was two blackhead coaches going at it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that, it, I mean, that was kind of history. I mean that it is what it is. I hate to say it in the NFL, but you know it's it's dominated by white coaches. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it is what it, it is. It is. It ain't but, right, but I mean, damn, we spitting facts like. You know, I mean, and a lot, and and you really can't blame them. It's not because I don't really feel like a lot of it's because of racism. I feel it's just like because it's the the buddy system. I mean, if you're if you're a head coach, you want to bring in guys you you trust and mm-hmm. guys that you know. You know, if you don't know a whole lot of uh, black people or uh, other culture people. Cool. Other yeah. people from different cultures or ethnicities, ethnicities, yes. Um, then, you know, if you don't know them, you don't know them. But or, or if you haven't worked with them, that's not always their fault. But that doesn't get you know. You, sometimes you got to put yourself out there. Well, I, yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with a lot of these GMs and owners not being, uh, I don't know, a little more like. When I go to hire somebody, like, I don't go into it looking at who I know. Like, right. I just, I, it's an, an almost more of an honest evaluation, and I think a lot of these NFL guys have a hard time coming up with that honest evaluation. So, but I thought that was really cool. It's yeah. a historical moment, and it just All so right. happens that, hey, it's Black History yeah. Month. Like, okay, yeah. I don't know. I, I was about to say it, and I was like, son of a bitch, it's Black History Month. Like, this fits in perfect. All right, so my number three is uh, 2007 Giants versus the Patriots. I, I, I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I remember But it. that was the year the Patriots went undefeated in the season, yeah. even beat the Giants in week 17, um, and, he, and went on to go to the Super Bowl and lose to the Giants. Yeah. Eli Manning, David Tyree, the helmet uh, catch. Do you remember who won the winning touchdown on on that for the Giants? <laughs> oh, fuck no, I hate the Giants. Plexico Burris. Oh yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, that was my number three. So what's your number uh, three, buddy? I was gonna say my number three was the helmet catch, because that was cool. Okay, I'll well, give you, you that, have that number three. That was cool. That was. Uh, I absolutely despise the New York Giants. Okay. As a Cowboys fan. <laughs> I know you do. Yeah. As a Cowboys fan, I despise the New York Giants. But, and I cannot stand Eli Manning either. As much <laughs> as I love Peyton Manning, I cannot yeah. stand Eli. And the fact that he is considered a potential Hall of Fame quarterback Not in irks my book. me to, I don't give a damn if he had six Super Bowls. Ain't none of them because of him. It kills me. But anyways. uh, was that, uh, I'm a, I won't go that far, but I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Was though. that? Was that Strahan's? Strahan was still on that yeah. team at that point, yeah. wasn't he? I did like Michael Strahan as bad as I hated to. I did like Strahan. Uh, so it was kind of cool to see him get a Super Bowl. I think they had Tiki Barber <laughs> as a running back, too. I think. I don't think they did. All right. Well, maybe they did. Maybe but anyway, I, I didn't like Tiki Barber either. Hell with him. Uh, he had a couple hey. of good seats. Uh, but anyway. Uniform. What's your number two? Oh, the lights going out. Uh, in the San Francisco Baltimore Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I kind of coming I, right back from halftime. I, I forgot that was, about that. That was the funniest fucking thing. I, for, I, had I forgot seen, about that. Just to kind of watch the NFL shit their pants live on TV. Like, oh yeah, 
<laughs> and I so forgot cool. about that game because that was probably I think that was the first brother versus brother. Yeah, that thing. was that was a cool part of that Super Bowl. Yeah, I liked was. it. But I the lights like going out just I mean it it just made me laugh. And I love that John Harbaugh beat Jim Harbaugh. Um uh, because yeah. I can't stand Jim Harbaugh. I'm yeah, sorry. and I like John Harbaugh. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I do too. All right. What's uh, your number two? My number two, we'll go back to the Patriots. Two thousand one. The first of six championships, the Patriots versus the Rams. Um, the first of three Adam Benatari um, game-winning field goals. And the legend of Benatari had started. Was that the same year Benatari in the AFC Championship game kicks that uh, field goal against, against the, the Raiders? Raiders? Yes. Where like his linemen are... Yeah. trying to clear out a yeah. path. And... Yeah, because snow. I thought much. that was so cool. Like that, that was, was that was the also the year with the uh, the tuck rule. Yeah, 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 that was the tuck game. Like I, I thought that I thought the AFC Championship game was was uh, more entertaining than, or at least as good. I'm as not going to say it's more, but just as entertaining. Yeah, I think it was. I mean, that's that's a hell of an image of them. Line who does, all out there trying to who clear doesn't out like a uh, a snow game? Yeah, I love a snow yeah. game. All right, yeah. So that was my number two. Uh, my number one is the Rams versus the Titans, and I know I said moments, but mine's pretty much been all game. But it's been moments for me because uh, really my number one moment would actually be the. Janet Jackson. Oh, the tit slip. The tit slip would be my number one. <laughs> Who doesn't like a good titty every now yeah, and then? Everybody, everybody likes it, titties. I don't care. You man, woman, I don't care. Yeah. Everybody likes them. But, uh, you know, 1999 Rams versus Titans, that was the year Kurt Warner came out, uh, broke out, and had his MVP season. Actually, yeah. that's his first season, I think. Um, and he... Uh, like a year or two prior from that, he was bagging groceries. Yeah. So, I mean, that was like the ultimate rags to riches. And what was crazy about that game is it came down to one yard. The Titans were one yard short. Yep. I remember that like it was yesterday. Yep. McNair threw a pass. I think it was to Kevin Dyson, I think that's who it was. And he was running and he gets to, one yard. He tries to stretch his arm out. And he falls on the one. And he falls on the one yard yeah. line. And it just one yard short. It just it was so heartbreaking. <laughs> um I wanted to see the Titans win because of Eddie George. Yeah. He's my Buckeye guy, but um yeah, at the who same thought time liked Eddie George. Right. Who whoever thought that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I don't know who would have at at the same time though. I was kind of secret, secretly. I can't talk today. You were secretly it. rooting for. I the was Rams. secret. Yeah, I was. Yeah, rooting yeah, for gotcha. Kurt Warner and the Rams <laughs> because uh, I always know, loved them. Rams stories. I always. I, I like Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce and Marshall Falk and. Yeah, I, I, I did the greatest show on turf. Isaac, like, I, yeah, I, I, I forgot about teams. Isaac Bruce. Um, How do you forget about Isaac Bruce? Well, because you said uh, Tory Holt. Tory Holt. Yeah. Uh, then you said Isaac. <laughs> yeah, Holt yeah. was the number one. Marshall guy. Falk was my guy. Uh, and they had the greatest 
one of the greatest left tackles of all time, the the number one overall pick, Orlando Pace, former yeah. Ohio State, yeah. by the way. I always like Pace. He was very good. I remember, didn't Pace good. play for the Ravens? After no, no, you're thinking of Jonathan Ogden. I thought they had a Pace on the offensive line. Because I know Jonathan Ogden. Or Orlando Pace and Jonathan Ogden, they were right there together Maybe. close to the same time. Uh, Maybe I'm just having a brain fart. Maybe I think I Pace got drafted a little earlier than him, but uh, yeah, but uh, and both of them are Hall of Famers. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyways, okay. So, uh, what's your number one? Man, besides the titty gate. So, probably James Harrison going 99 yards on an interception. Hmm. I think that is probably the. I mean, I know you're gonna hate it as a Steeler. Yeah, Harrison's a Steeler, but I mean that was cool. Like you gotta admit, like the guy that never ever dropped into coverage, hardly at all. The designated pass oh, yeah. rusher, the, the killer for the Steelers, the like, uh, and just that big of a man. Yeah, just barreling down 99 yards, and you're trying to figure out if he's gonna run out of breath and run out of steam and get caught. And and he does. He's lugging it at the end of that. Like, he goes from a Ferrari to a to a diesel that ain't got warmed up yet. It's <laughs> probably the last 20 yards of that thing. But, uh, yeah, he's uh, – that, that's, that's one of my faves. I like that one. All right, man. We're at the end of the show here. So uh, you was worried we weren't going to have nothing to talk about. Yeah, we had an hour. I, like, I, we got an hour in, so uh, – Let's get into uh, our toast. And, and of course, uh, uh, we toast our listeners every time. Uh, our military and first medical, responders. first responders personnel. Um, I actually, uh, I want to say one one little quick thing. I've been watching uh, a show called The Good Doctor. Yeah. On. Uh, I've seen that. I've seen it on, on Hulu. And uh, they just were showing uh, two two-part episode of uh uh during the pandemic and all of them were like emergency room doctors working at that time they're not normally they're actual surgeons but they're actual like they were down in the er working and you know just for those of you out there who's been working in this pandemic who's gone through you know just like you showed me your mom's suit yeah you know, it's crazy. I'm sorry you guys have to go through this, but I'm so thankful for you guys. So thank you all so much. We definitely are going to have a drink for you all for sure. So thank you it. so much. Make sure you tell your mom that I said thank you okay, for what she does. But I, I, I definitely couldn't do it. I get pissed off when I got to put a mask on to go into the gas station for five seconds to oh, throw yeah. a 20 over the counter and tell them I need gas. Like... And usually I get right to the door and I'm I'm that person that gets to the door and goes, son of a bitch mask. Yeah. Used to be it was son of a bitch wallet. No, now it's mask. Like I forget it every time. All right. We got a little sad news in the uh in here today. Uh rest in peace, uh John Chaney died former Temple Hall of Fame coach, John Chaney, at the age of eighty nine. Um rest in peace. Dustin Diamond, also known <clears throat> as Samuel Screech Powers. 
of Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Dies at the young, very young age of 44 years old. I think he had cancer. Um, and finally, for those Browns fans listening, uh, one of our greatest coaches of all time, Marty Schottenheimer, um, is to be put in hospice. Um, so the end is near with him. So our thoughts and prayers go out to all these families who's lost or going through troubled times with their loved ones. Um, and we definitely want to toast you guys. I mean, Cheney's got one of the greatest moments in college basketball history. And I'm just thinking of him. He was the one that came at John Calipari. Oh, yeah, him and Calipari had heated battles. (laughs) Uh, I think when Calipari was at UMass. Yeah, those those were always Always some of my favorite clips, just to even go back and watch now. I forgot about that. Definitely rest in peace. Yes. Uh, You got anybody else you want to toast? Uh, nah, I'll just drink on this one. All right, man. Uh, on a somber Wednesday, and also this is our twentieth episode, by the way. So, so happy twentieth well, anniversary. I figured we'd get a note from Spotify by now, taking us off the air. Yeah, I'm surprised. We're still here, motherfuckers. All right, cheers, guys. Cheers. <sighs> we out. <laughs> Thank you.